Hello and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Deeker and I'll be talking with you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Hey viewers, it's been quite a few months since I've done a video on open relationships and those of you who don't know, I've been in an open relationship with my partner a few times, but most recently since the beginning of this year. Uh, and I had a lot of you uh, messaging me personally to ask me, hey, can you please do some more videos about open relationships? What works? What doesn't? I'm thinking about one myself. I'd love some more ideas and input from you. And so that's why I decided to make today's video. Now, before I get started, I want to say something. Most couples that I've seen who are starting to get involved in open relationships shouldn't be. They're not there yet. Either one of them isn't there yet or they're both not there yet as a couple. They don't, they're not in the right space. And I think it's, there's a good reason why m most of you who have known people who have been in open relationships have seen it fall apart and, and, and almost or perfectly destroy the relationship. And I know that it's easy to then for me to say, well, I have a really great relationship that can handle this. I must be so awesome. It's not even that simple. I've been with my partner for 11 years and in 11 years you learn a lot about each other. You learn about a lot of really critical skills that are useful when it comes to open relationships as well. So it's not that I'm better than anyone else. I've just been plugging away at the skills required for longer than most couples have been when they first embark on this journey. So if you're thinking about getting into an open relationship, if it's something you've always been a little bit curious about, or maybe you're in a relationship now that wants to be open, or you've just started one for the first time, Today I'm going to talk to you about some of the, the serious red flags and things you need to consider before you jump into an open relationship to work out if it's right for you. So the first thing I want to talk about was obvious to me, but I've, I'm a member of a lot of uh, Facebook groups for men and men's issues and all this, these kind of topics. And one thing that I see coming up a lot is open relationships. Should I go into one? My partner wants to have one. I want to have one. What should I think about? And what I see coming up again and again are, are you get lots of different kinds of posts. One of them that you see, I see frequently, is now and again you get guys going, you should never do it. I did it with my partner and it tore up the marriage. And when you look in and have a look, okay, what happened there? When you press them for more information, they'll say, well, the marriage was, uh, you know, we we're in a lot of trouble. Things weren't going well. So we decided to try an open relationship and it just it was the final nail in the coffin. Open relationships are terrible. <laughs> and here really is the first point. If your relationship is in a bad space, do not try an open relationship, okay? An open relationship will only magnify all the bad things about your relationship. It can also magnify all the good, but it's gonna magnify a lot of that bad stuff. If you are falling apart, this is not the solution. It is never the solution to a relationship that's in a bad place. The only time to enter into an open relationship, no matter how badly both of you want it, is when the relationship for both of you feels safe and secure, right? Where, where you both feel like you have a very strong position in the relationship because it's scary. It's scary out there. And it, yeah, it's, it's not going to save a relationship. It's only going to destroy one. So yeah, if you need saving, don't go here. The second important step is harder. It's easy for me to say, but it's harder. And the thing you need to do is you need to find out why both you and your partner want to be in an open relationship. Because again, you both have to want it, but you've got to know why. And the why is critical. And the why is where I've tripped up in the past with my current partner, funnily enough. Um, and I'm going to explain to you a little bit about this. So 
you can want an open relationship for a variety of reasons. Now, some of those reasons are perfectly emotionally healthy. So right now I want to be in an open relationship because I want to feel like, I want to still regularly feel like I'm a really attractive guy who's got, you know, who's got it, right? To feel, you know, when I meet a woman who's, who's flirting with me, who's into me, that, that pushes me into my masculine and like gets my testosterone going. And these are feelings and sensations I'd like to continue having. I think it's going to keep me feeling younger and acting younger. And, um, you know, I feel inspired. I work better in these conditions. These things are at play for me. And I think this is really normal and natural for a human being. And, um, you know, even if you take sexual desire out of it, there's still that the feeling that is really hard for a long-term partner to keep giving you, right? My, my partner and I are still intimate, but the truth of the matter is it's always more exciting with someone new. And that gives you those really strong feelings. I want those feelings. Perfectly healthy emotional space. And my partner has her own perfectly emotional, healthy space right now and needs. But when we first tried an open relationship many years ago, uh, my partner was in a space where... Uh, she, I mean, we started dating when she was young and she'd never really gotten a chance to explore and like just, just explore the world sexually and just be a fun, silly girl. Like who just gets to just bounce around and meet lots of guys, flirt with lots of people, explore the world, like work, work out what she wants. She was going through a bit of a quarter life crisis as well. Uh, and I know some guys go, well, this is her whore phase. And really that's just a derogatory thing. It's derogatory because guys have the same problem. Uh, you know, so many guys I work with are struggling, either they're in a relationship or they're, they're recently out of them. And one of the things they massively struggle with is, is that they've never had a chance to play the field, to get out there and have fun with lots of different women and just discover themselves as a man with lots of different women. Both genders want this. And she didn't have that. And she was in a space where she was trying to work herself out. She didn't know who she was or what she wanted. And in many ways, she didn't even know she wanted to be in the relationship anymore. And so jumping into an open relationship was a recipe for massive failure because she was just going out and going crazy and not taking care of me at the same time. So she she wasn't able to be present in the relationship while she was going out and having fun with other guys. So that's a really important one. She wasn't she wasn't in the right space um, at that point. And that's okay because she's younger than me. She has six years jump start on her. Really what should have happened is what we did eventually, which was break up for a while, let her do her thing and see if we still want to be together later. Because it was just a, not a space for a healthy relationship. But you've got to know these things because I've known a lot of guys who've gotten into open relationships and their partner has been there. Because guys tend to date women who are younger, so if they snaggle her young, she can go through this very frequently. And so, yeah, if she's in that space, it's not going to end well for you because she probably is not going to be able to be a good quality partner for you through the open relationship. And it's really important that both partners are present to the relationship uh, and they're not sort of test driving other guys along the way and doing all this kind of stuff that invariably happens when women are going through this phase. Now I say women, but it can be guys as well. Um, it can be both genders for different reasons. There are different reasons. If you're talking to a partner and it feels like their reason doesn't feel right in your gut, like it feels unhealthy, it feels like there's something here that makes me not trust um, in some weird level, you need to talk that out a little bit, even if it's with a therapist. And I'll talk about that later, but even if it's with a therapist, have a chat with someone if it doesn't feel right, because if it doesn't feel right, it isn't. Trust your gut on that. The third thing is for the guys, and this is a thing some guys consider and many guys don't. If you're going to enter into an open relationship, it's going to, it can be really hard on guys who don't realize how easy it is for their partner to find men and how hard it can be for some guys to find a woman. So if you're a guy who isn't comfortable or experienced in going out and finding women of their own to sleep with, right? So maybe you've you've only slept with four women in your life or less, and you know you, you're with this long-term partner, 
even if she's only slept with two guys or one guy, you're the only guy she's ever slept with, it's going to be like that for her to find another guy. Anytime she wants, anytime she sees a guy she likes, you know, not every time she'll get rejected too, but it's going to be so much easier than for you. Um, you've got to be prepared for that. And I think that's, that hits a lot of guys in a really raw point of how easy it is for her to just go out there, smile a smile, flash a little bit of cleavage and get laid. But the guy can be really brutal. Now, I'm lucky in that, hey, I've like worked really hard on my attraction skills. It's what I do for work after all, right? And so finding women is a lot easier for me than a lot of other guys. If you're in that space where it's going to be a struggle, expect it. Have a game plan. Work out... You know, for different guys, it could be different things. You know, maybe it's, it's you know, you have to, the guy has to find someone first before she's allowed to. Uh, maybe that's considered unfair in some relationships. Maybe not in others. Maybe he is allowed to use prostitutes uh, instead of picking up, uh, you know, women in, in everyday life. Depends on every relationship might have different solutions, but you've got to expect that. And that can be a really hard pill for a lot of guys to, to manage emotionally when they realize how much more value their partner or easy it is for their partner to pick up. It's a really tough one that a lot of guys don't expect. You should expect it and plan for it unless you're really already skilled at picking up and sleeping with women and have a history showing that you've done it before. Next on the list is the biggest. It's a huge one. And it really, it's easy to ignore until you're in the open relationship. So I've, I've got to bring it up now and that's the shame. There is so much effing shame around men and open relationships. You don't realize it until you're there. Now, when I say there's shame, I mean there's two kinds of shame. There is shame that you'll feel internally. So whether you like it or not, no matter what your belief about human beings and open relationships, I happen to think that far more people should be in them than are, and I think society should be more accepting, and I think it's quite organic. But here's the thing. I didn't grow up in that environment. I grew up in an environment that told me that if a woman loves you, actually, she won't want to be with anyone else. I grew up in an environment that told me um, if a woman wants to sleep with other men, you're not really satisfying her. I grew up in an, env- an environment that told me, or, you know, that, 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 that a woman cheating on you is just a massive offense to your masculinity and you should take it as an affront to your masculinity. I grew up in an environment that told me any man who, who touches your woman should be killed. Well, not actually killed, but, you know, that feeling should be there. You should want to kill him. I grew up in that. Most of us did. I'm willing to guess 95% of you guys grew up with these feelings. And, and even though your, your logical, your conscious, your, your rational self knows, knows that, that most of that is absolute rubbish, it still lives there in your psyche, in your, in your, in your, in your subconscious, right? And it whispers to you at the back of your head, right? Every man is going to have to deal with that. Every woman is too, because women have their own shame around this stuff. Um, but that's, that little voice is going to be there. But it's going to be worse because... People out there in the world are going to not just whisper, they're going to verbally, vocally tell you those problems, right? So you're going to tell somebody who's going to learn that, that, that you're in an open relationship and someone's going to make a quip. Even if they mean it lightheartedly, they're going to say, oh, you mean you're not, you're not looking after your sexual needs, huh? <laughs> right? But that little joke, if that little joke reflects an insecurity that's a little bouncing around the back of your head, it magnifies, right? It can hit you in a real spot. Uh, I'm not immune to that. Every like, and I know a lot of guys think, "Oh, Damien, you're in an open relationship. You must be cool with your girlfriend just going out and shagging every guy in town." No, I, I have those feelings too. I have those experiences. That's that's a part. Learning to navigate that stuff and let go of a lot of those beliefs that you grew up around is is core to to learning to manage an open relationship for men and women, right? So. That's a, it's, it's a big part of a, it's a, it's a psychological process that every couple that I know of needs to go through. 
um, letting go of that shame and being okay with other people trying to throw shame at you. I mean, if you have looked through through my comments when I talk about open relationships, the amount of guys like trying to hurl abuse at me for it uh, is, is is crazy. And and I have to be careful as well not to let that get to me because it does. There are those little insecurities that, that lurk inside that we've all got. So it's a big one. You've got to expect that as well. And I think that's one of the reasons why often you need em- emotional maturity to enter in, into an open relationship because if you're just uh, you know acting on emotions entirely and you, you don't have the ability to integrate that with your rational mind and think through why you're feeling what you're feeling you're going to fall to pieces and you're going to lose your mind okay so the next one here sounds obvious but it's a lot harder than it sounds and that's communication you need to be really really good at communicating to be in a healthy open relationship because, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of shame. There's going to be a lot of pain for both of you coming up. Insecurity is going to crop up. Now, the problem is when you're in a rational state of mind, like you're probably feeling right now watching this video, eh, it's easy to think through what you're going to be feeling and all that kind of stuff. But the truth is when the pain comes up, when you feel, you just feel raw, right? Your partner does something and or says something about a guy or her experience about a guy, or you see a smile on her face when she thinks about this guy she slept with. It's going to hit you on a little raw little nerve. And if you can't step back and say, because when that when someone hits that nerve, by the way, what we tend to do is lash out, right? It's again, it's the thing I see in my comments when I do a highly heated topic like open relationships, I get lashing out because I've hit a nerve. And that's what people do. That's what we are. That's our first gut response is to lash out at a person when they hit our nerve. And so that happens, right? If you don't have the ability to communicate, whoa, can we just address this for a second? I've seen that you're excited by this guy, that's okay, but I'm having this very visceral response to that, um, that it's instantly made me feel really insecure and like I'm not competent as a guy, let's talk about that, right? If you can't verbalize that in, in, in that kind of language, right, that you can actually separate the difference between I'm feeling like lashing out, but it's because I'm feeling these things, you're gonna be in trouble, right? To be able to communicate this stuff when you're feeling intense emotion is hard it is hard for everyone as i said i've been my, with my partner for 11 years now and we have had to work our butts off to learn how to communicate at a very high level and i'll tell you something if you meet people who have been in poly relationships or have been part of the poly community um, you're going to find that they are incredible at communicating intense emotions they're amazing at separating out what what is just raw emotion and what is a, a thing that they they actually need in long term in their lives. They're very good at having these conversations. In fact, I'd argue that uh, poly couples, successful poly couples, are some of the best communicators of all couples out there because you've got to be. It's a skill you're going to have to master. And I'll tell you, which leads me on to my next point, which is this. I highly recommend that anyone who gets into a poly relationship or is looking to get into some form of open poly relationship, you should engage with a really great psychologist who is experienced dealing with open relationships. I highly recommend it. Now, my partner and I did this preemptively. We didn't wait until we had any kinds of troubles or any kind of arguments. We're like, we're doing this. We're going to have a, a, a therapist that we're going to see on the regular. And that is, I think, probably a thing that 99% of you should be doing. And if you can't afford it yet, maybe hold off. Because a good therapist costs good money, right? But I, yeah, it's a big one. Um, because they will really help you. There'll be a lot of, as you're learning to communicate, there's going to be a lot of topics that you're going to struggle to really breach together. There's going to be a lot of areas where you don't quite see eye to eye and you're not communicating effectively. And having that therapist regularly every week or every fortnight is really going to help to to correct that as a third party to help you communicate better and, and learn to 
not uh, not fight, not not reach these impasses so easily in the future. It is a hard, it's hard work, and it's, it's quite a slog. And this year has been fun, but it's also been stressful for us because we're learning to communicate hard emotions, and we're getting better and better at all the time. And it feels good to get really great at communicating stuff and not just falling into like a little child space of, you know, being all upset and insecure. And that experience of going through this learning to open uh, openly communicate and communicate well is hard. It's hard slog. And if you're not ready to do that, <clears throat> if you don't want that in your life, don't get into an open relationship. You can't, you can't have both. Unless you happen to be a really great communicator already, in which case, thumbs up. One last little bit of advice that I have, and my partner and I started this way ourselves, and I think it's a really great first step. Learn to start truthing, like brutal truthing first. What do I mean by brutal truthing? Couples very often don't, aren't in the habit, or do not, talk about anybody else that they might find attractive. And one of the things that my partner and I first did is we said, okay, we're not going to do anything with anyone else. But we're going to start being mindful of when we're attracted to people or people, you know, like we're getting feelings about a person or we're going to start sharing that first and just let's play that out with no actual threat to the relationship. Let's actually be honest and share those moments because most couples don't go, oh, there was a girl that came to my work today and man, I was really turned on by There's something about her energy that is just, mm. most couples don't do that. Most couples have a, have a, a basic understanding that says don't talk about that stuff with the other person will make them feel insecure but if you can't even talk about that right if you can't do that first with each other how on earth are you going to handle the other person sleeping with someone else so that would be my advice as a first step work on that first if you can do that successfully and cohesively move on to the next step from there that's it and thank you for watching today's podcast as a high five for taking the time to learn today, you can head over to schoolofattraction.com forward slash personality test to complete our scientifically backed attraction personality test, which will help you uncover the areas you most need to work on based on your personality assessment. Take care and I look forward to bringing you my next podcast.